It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre. On God. No cap. This podcast be bussin' sheesh. Welcome, welcome to the Gen Z edition of Monday Morning Macabre. I gotta part my hair down uh, the middle. Hold on. All right, I'll get my uh, mom jeans and rip those things to fucking shreds, dude. <laughs> I will Sheesh. annihilate. Sheesh. Sheesh. Um. So, on God, on God, we be busting no kizzy, and I just, I want everyone to know that I'm doing this so that we can get closer to the fans, you know? Yeah, Slayers like... is down our backs <laughs> about new... Yeah, they're uh, saying we need to get that 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 18 to 23-year-old... Not That's a little... Honestly, probably too old. How about the... They want that 14 to, to 19 demographic. And, uh, and we're trying our best here, all right? Sheesh. Sheesh. So, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's our, our this podcast is gonna hit different, is what I'm trying to say. Sure will. Sure will. Sure will, guys. It's Monday, the day of the week that we all fear. So why not make a podcast about it? About fear. Fear of Monday's Garfield's nightmare. That's right, Darcy. And today. Talking lasagna. We're talking lasagna today. That's all we're talking. Talking lasagna. Hey, we're talking lasagna, baby. Welcome to Talking Lasagna, a Monday morning, uh, I mean, uh, Slinging Dingers <laughs> podcast. Where we interview Garfield on the various uh, facets of his life, such as Odie. Does he like Odie? Is, I don't, what is the relationship I, between him and the dog? Well, so in the Garfield Expanded Universe... I'm not sure what is canon in terms of his relationship with Odie. I know he likes lasagna. Yes. I think we can both agree on that. He hates Mondays. Mm-hmm. How does he feel about John? I, I, I he think like John? he does. Or John doesn't like him. Someone hates someone. So, no. Well, But John has to at least appreciate him. He's He bought the cat, right? Right. But, I mean, he. I assume he feeds the cat? Or does, does he make it his is own John lasagna? Does John not like him? Is, does John not like him, or is it more of like an eye roll, like, oh, Garfield's at it again? I think you're like, right there, because any person who goes through the effort of making their pet an entire lasagna probably likes their pet. Yeah, you probably- At yeah, least no, You don't a little hate bit. someone's guts and make them a fine Italian meal. No. <laughs> uh, at least I don't. Although, bad time to be Italian right now. No cap. So No cap. Sheesh. So, sheesh, scones, is today is- <laughs> Uh, lasagnaista, and he's gonna be bringing us something spooky. And boy, oh boy, I can't wait to find out what it is. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it to you. Uh, this, uh, this was a listener suggestion. Listener suggestion. Uh, yes, this was listener suggestion from Lizzie B at Finty03. Lizzie B at Finty03. Welcome to the podcast where you give us suggestions. And we look do, do, them do, do, do. up. And this one, uh, Darcy, this one's a little close to home. Uh, oh. Uh, 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 where we grew up, a little, a little close to that. Ooh. And it's. Uh, sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> this morning, we're talking about. Who? The Fall River cult murders of the 1980s. Oh, Fall River kid. Yeah, Fall River dude. Chris Herring. Oh, I like you. Fucking even dead for 30 seconds, homeboy. If anyone has had 
has seen that 30 for 30 or has had Chris Heron like come to your school in America like come to your reach school out. in America well I assume he's not doing international tours but I don't know but he came to our school and boy we so you think he's going to Omaha Nebraska well I mean ESPN made a documentary about him sheesh sheesh uh, don't do heroin official stance of Monday Morning Macabre band play us in Tickle my kneecaps. No cap. All right, scones. So in Fall River in the 80s, there was a cult. Case closed. Oh, there sure was. Bye. And thank you, everybody. It's the armchair expert. Have a good one. Do, 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 do. Are we Dax Shepard? We're just stealing themes from other <laughs> very popular podcasts. Are you Dax Shepard and I am Kristen Bell, or is it the other one? Oh, someone has to be Mighty Mouse Monica. I don't remember her last mm-hmm. name, but she's like the other host. I don't I don't know what that means. Well, You're talking to a guy who's listened to one episode. Uh, that might be why. I just know he's married to Kristen Bell. He is. That's all I know about. Kristen Bell's and only on like two of them, and she's like the person they interview. So, yeah, so you still haven't answered whether you're Kristen Bell or I'm Kristen Bell. I'll be Dax. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll be Dax Shepard. Kristen Bell was so mean in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. She was. She was rather rude. Whereas Dax Shepard, okay, uh, so <laughs> I uh, my source is cultnation.com. Um, the article is Sex, Satanism, and Sacrificial Slaughter, the Fall River Cult Murders, 1979 to 1980. That's a hell of a time. So uh, when I say the 80s, I mean just barely. Uh, this article <laughs> was by even. Mark Lasky. Uh, for any listeners Lasky. who don't want to know about really horrific graphic stuff uh this is your warning now three two one hit it scones the new age may have dawned in the 1960s but it would never fully shine for many spiritual awakening would lead to something of an existential crisis as the harsh realities of the following decade began to encroach on their lives this guy can write everyone was hanging out down the street same old thing that they did last week last week yes wow nothing to do hmm you know talk to you some found refuge in communes. Others turned to drugs or diet fads. Am I diet right? Fads. Hey, lasagna. No diet lasagna. <laughs> I've been saying for a while now that lasagna is the diet fad that will never go out. <laughs> exactly. I'm saying there's a lot of people who are on the South Beach diet. I'm on the pasta covered in cheese and meat sauce. Yeah. <laughs> we... You probably don't know what we look like, listener, but it's just lasagna and creatine. That's it. We don't (laughs) lift anything, so the creatine doesn't do anything, but boy, do we drink a lot of it. We bench and we make it a sauce. And we, uh, what does creatine make you do? Poop a lot? I don't know. Uh, Creatine doesn't make you poop. Well, no, we're. Listener, write in if it makes you poop. Yoked. Hey, write in if you poop today. Did you poop? Were you on creatine? Hey, answer us. Oh, everything's adding up. <laughs> Just connecting the dots. <laughs> Some Cicada 3301 shit going exactly. on. Exactly. Many would join the ranks of the new religious movement, a cluster of fringe 
Christian, Eastern mystic, neo-pagan, and various self-help groups that claim to offer a path to self-discovery and a higher purpose. The spirit of religious revival was in the air, but not everyone was celebrating. It's the stuffed shells people, I bet. Yeah. Ooh, sheesh. (laughs) Sheesh. That was a sad one. That one got lower. Sheesh. Oh, sheesh. Sheesh. Not surprisingly, Christian fundamentalists would play a leading role in the counter-cult movement. Finally. This is when they like were like, hey, no Dungeons and Dragons. D&D, more like put on a suit and go to the mall. No Metallica or Dungeons and Dragons, which obviously just made Metallica and Dungeons and Dragons fucking Way sick. Cooler. Trying to stop me from fucking fighting Tiamat. I'll, I'll show you, Dad. The shock propaganda of these counter-cultists successfully tapped into the social anxieties of the day and found broad mm. support among concerned parents. Yep. With more women joining the workforce and increasing numbers of teenagers left to their own devices. Scary. <laughs> Double scary. There was a new level of fear and uncertainty within the nuclear family unit. Mm. Women going to work. That's the devil, everybody. Everybody, uh, welcome the devil uh, onto the podcast. And devil, how you doing? Ah, uh, see, sorry, devil. We didn't get that fixed after Tara Reed was here. Uh, we didn't get the yeah. mic fixed. It was also just a group of women CEOs. All in, tra- um, so in one trench coat. Of- they were really tall. <laughs> yeah, in one trench- <laughs> yep, that's the devil, apparently. The threat of one's children falling victim to some crazed cult seemed very real, or so the public was led to believe. Ooh-ooh. To be fair, that is a pretty scary thought. <laughs> yeah, if some, yeah, if there was any possibility that my daughter's going to be uh, somehow brainwashed into some horrific demon cult thing, I would, I'd be like, hey. Let's just keep making lasagna and not watch the TV shows. I think those people just thought like that the cults were just everywhere, like much more commonplace. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, don't go down that street. There's practicing cults, probably. From within this social context, a cultural phenomenon known as the Satanic Panic was born. Yep. Fueled yep, by religious yep, yep. fanatics, quack psychiatrists, and the tabloid media, it was claimed that a vast Satanic criminal network existed throughout the country. Organized devil worshippers were responsible for any number of heinous acts, including kidnapping, child abuse, animal mutilation, rape, torture, human sacrifice, and cannibalism, all of which was taking Mm. place under our very noses. Uh Uh-oh. Just like season one of True Detective. Great season. Don't continue. At its height, the satanic panic was akin to a modern-day witch hunt. Otherwise, rational people got caught up in hysteria and a number of lives were ruined, often based on nothing more than twisted fantasies of the accusers themselves. Eventually, the leading occult criminal experts were discredited in public perceptions, which shift in a more rational direction. But by then, the damage had already been done. Done, done, done. Obviously, the idea of some grand satanic criminal conspiracy is absurd. However, as it turns out, the claims weren't entirely unfounded. Though isolated and few in number, there were indeed criminal cults comprised of self-styled Satanists. Uh, This is not like the Satanic Church. Uh, I forget the user's name who educated on that. Do you you know what I'm talking about, Darcy? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember remember what you're talking about, but I I also... It was a long time ago. This is a disclaimer. Satanism and the Satanic Church, this is not the same thing. Anyway, uh, active during this... uh, The Satanic cults active during this period including some that embodied or more likely imitated all of the worst scare stories that people had been warned about. The devil comes to fall. The river. devil. 
comes to forever. By the late 1970s, Eric (laughs) Foreman had already left the show and it sucked. And the hope and promise of the prior prior decade seemed like a distant memory as the national landscape came to be defined by recession, unemployment, and rising crime rates. Ooh, that ga- mm. those gas prices were high, just like today. Yes, just like today. And honestly, can, can we talk about it? Guys, I can't. Fa- I want to smell dinosaurs, baby. Yeah, let's blame OPEC for this issue we're in. OPEC reminds me of OMEC, which reminds me of Legends of the Hidden Temple. We might be getting too political here, Darius. Yeah, I might have been getting into a little bit too that political. That last thing you said, a little too political. Legends of the Hidden. Yeah, I'm All right, sorry. we're going to have to bleep sorry. those out. Eat the rich. Uh, eat the rich. The lawyers are banging on the window right now. They are sweating. The Sling and yep, Dingers yep, yep. PR team as well. There's also a body of water slowly rising in the room they're in, so that could also be contributing to their sweat factor. But, I thought uh, that was just what they did back there. I never know what they're I doing. I thought it was green screen. I don't know how green screen, <laughs> I thought it was green screen. I thought that was just part of being a lawyer. anyway the once prosperous textile city of fall river massachusetts was hit particularly hard factories closed buildings were abandoned and the downtown area had become a total wasteland leaving behind an economic void that provided fertile ground for a thriving trade in drugs and prostitution amidst this urban decay a series of murders took place between october 1979 and february 1980 two young women both local prostitutes had been bound, raped, tortured, and bludgeoned to death. Yikes. A third victim's body would never be found beyond a skull fragment and the clumps of hair left behind in a nearby forest. Ugh. The investigation into the brutal killings resulted in a tabloid media frenzy with headlines that seemed to confirm the most outlandish satanic panic fear-mongering. In the end, the Fall River cult murders became the most sensational criminal case to come out of the city since... <gasps> guest stars um um bus previous episode down tatiana um fall river uh fall river kid um this is our oh, second episode on strangler nope <laughs> the fall river wagon murder boys <laughs> lizzie borden <laughs> oh she was fall river yeah this is our second fall um, river episode fucking fucking fall kid. river kid kid Gotta go. Kid, go gonna, see the saw. <laughs> go rob a pharmacy and drink a strawberry quick. Drive my fucking car wicked fast into a pharmacy, kid. Huck an iced coffee at some dude because he was <laughs> looking at me. Oh, man. Sheesh. Sheesh. The body of the first victim, kid, was found on October 13th, 1979. Doreen Levesque, a 17-year-old runaway from New Bedford, was discovered behind the Diamond Vocational High School. Jesus. Yikes. Her wrist had been bound with fishing line, and there were signs of sexual torture. She had also uh. been stabbed in the head several times and suffered multiple skull fractures. Ah. Police discovered that the young girl had been prostituting herself and initially suspected one of her clients of committing the murder. However, the county medical examiner determined that the killing was likely committed by multiple people, and the forensic evidence also suggested a ritual element to the crime. So this is like true detective. Sheesh. A possible death by stoning. Ah. That's horrible that's that is unexpected the trail of blood left behind would soon lead the investigation in a different much darker direction so it's gonna get darker listener than i was gonna say what as it turned out fall river's criminal underworld was ruled by satan at this time yes that satan 
I don't know why I needed to clarify. If the witness accounts, yeah, wait, wait, who's <laughs> like, who's like, oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I know, you know, Jimmy Satan. <laughs> if the witness yeah, accounts of various, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Satan, uh, various drug addicts and low-level criminals are to be believed. The local vice trade was controlled by a cult of devil worshippers who took their directives from the Prince of Darkness himself, who in turn was paid off in the sacrificial blood in human souls. So this is just an insane time in an insane that's city. That's such, yeah, I was going to say, that's like... Like, literally, drug yeah, it's, dealers were like, dude, I got this from those guys, and those guys get their orders from fuck the devil. Like The ninth layer of hell. Yeah. That's pretty pretty rad. That this is fucking metal and horrifying. Yeah, it's just a convergence of, uh, of, of t- time and circumstance that really creates a nice little... Uh, crazy <laughs> insanity uh, fucking yeah just a nice nice little crazy insanity it's my favorite kanye album uh a month after the discovery of dorian levesque's battered corpse a man named andy maltz we'll go with maltius sure visited the fall river police station he was there to file a missing persons report for his girlfriend a 22 year old prostitute named barbara raposa who like levesque worked at the bedford street area oh Maltius told police that he feared that the woman uh, feared for the woman's safety. He then mumbled something about a satanic cult and claimed to have inf- information related to the Levesque murder. With no other leads in the case, they arranged for a formal interview to see what exactly this peculiar man knew. By all accounts, Andy Maltius was a mentally unstable creep. <laughs> she is shot fired at Andy <laughs> That's immediately. Some sheesh. He was a oh jeez. He was a pedophile, a sexual sadist, oh. a violent rapist, and, as of recent religious con- uh, conversion, a devout Christian. Mentally unstable that, creep those, is those not add is, up. Yeah. Mentally unstable creep is not enough to... That is a generous term for him. Yeah. And then for him to be like, I'm also a devout Christian, by the way. Yep. <laughs> it's like, he, I don't think you understand uh, that thing you're practicing. He's quoted saying, Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior, the 44-year-old New Bedford man told police as he held up a small Bible to prove his newfound faith. Once I worshipped Satan, but now I worship Jesus. It was an odd way to begin an interview. This dude is off his gourd. This is the classic, like, uh, hey, uh, Satan's the bad guy, but... In reality, the Catholic dude's doing some some pretty horrific stuff. Yeah, season one of Castlevania. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. We only understand through references of Netflix television. Yep, Netflix. Balls in your court. Give us a show. Give us a show, Netflix. Netflix. No one's going to understand. This is Kristen Bell. I've got celeb power. According to his statements, Andy and his girlfriend Barbara were practicing Satanists at the time of her disappearance. Dorian Levesque was also involved in the group prior to her murder. He claimed to have no direct knowledge of the crime, but told police that he believed the cult to be responsible. The story seemed far-fetched and was received with skepticism, but Maltius was insistent. He offered to arrange a meeting with two other cult members who, he was sure, had more direct information relating to the case. A few days later, police were introduced to Karen Marsden and Robin Murphy. So we got two new characters coming on board. All right. Karen... The McLaren. Karen the McLaren is what they used to call her because she was wicked fast. <laughs> she could run a f- like a fucking 100-meter dash in like a second and a half, kid. According to his statements, Andy and his girlfriend Barbara were practicing Satanists at the time of her disappearance. Oh, wait. Nope. I already read that. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. 
Karen Marsden was a 20-year-old single mother. Sure. Like many of her peers who worked Fall River's red light district, she was a runaway and a drug addict. Police accounts describe her as nervous and emotional. Robin Murphy was the exact opposite. Cold, deliberate, and calculated. The younger of the two, she was That's... 17 at the time. Both a prostitute and an Ugh. aspiring pimp, Murphy was a tough street kid who was described what? as possessing a high degree of intelligence and a domineering personality. An aspiring pimp. She's going straight to the top, it's it good. looks like. It's good to have goals, you know? Yeah, dress for the job you want. <laughs> the girls were open about their relationship as roommates and lovers. Oh. So this has another twist. Their connection to Andy Maltias, however, was left vague. They knew him, quote, from around. Dude, this is so much like True Detective. Yeah, this is a. <laughs> this is very True Detective. Oh, God. Um, then there's like a little. According to later testimony, Murphy claimed that he had been molesting her since the age of 11. Hate that. Big hate. Don't like that. Throughout the Big interview, Murphy remained silent, studying the officers and occasionally scowling at her friend. Karen Marsden did all the talking. Rambling at various levels of coherency, she eventually broke down in tears and told police, Carl Drew killed Doreen Levesque. Yo, whoa. Carl Drew. That's a new character. Carl Drew. I was going to say, I don't know this person. No, he's new. No, he's new here. All right. Carl Drew was a 26-year-old pimp with a violent reputation who ran his business out of the Bedford Street District. Originally from New Hampshire, kid, he had been raised on a small farm. In later interviews, he would speak about a childhood marked by hard labor and physical abuse. Again, the, the patterns emerge from every other person we talk yeah, about. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of, yep, I was going to say, it's, it's almost as if it means It's almost something. as if we're the guys from Mindhunter, and we're putting this all together yeah, for the I'm, first time. Yeah, I'm, uh, are you, uh, I don't remember their names, Trench? Trench? Judy Dench. Is that the guy's name? Are you Judy Dench or are you uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Uh, can I be Philip Seymour Hoffman? All right, I can Dench a few Judy's. <laughs> she, she, Jean God. It's uh, Bill Tench and Holden Ford. Uh, that's what it was. Tench, not Trench. Are you Tench or Ford? Uh, I'll be Ford because he was in Hamilton. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. La da 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 da. Like that. Far from alone to local authorities. Oh, wait. Nope. We already <laughs> talked about that. One cruel coming-of-age story involved his alcoholic father tying a rope around the terrified boy's ankles and lowering him down a well to remove a cluster of dead rats. Jesus. That's the scary... That's like some Batman origin say, story shit. That's that scene <laughs> yeah. that Batman begins with so much worse. Yeah, This right. guy, that's literally yeah. like Charlie from It's Always Sunny when they make him go get all the rats in the basement and he gets all traumatized because of it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. Drew eventually ran away from home. Yeah, probably. At the young age of 14. I would imagine. his place among Fall River, Fall Rivers, criminal. Fall <laughs> Rivers. <laughs> Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> Little river band. Holy moly. Among Fall Rivers, <laughs> criminal underground, keeping company with bikers, drug addicts, and prostitutes. Carl Drew certainly fits the profile of someone who is capable of the type of savagery unleashed on Doreen Levesque. Mm. He also had a direct connection to the victim. He was her pimp. Unfortunately, there was nothing to link oh. him to the murder beyond the unsubstantiated claim of a young drug addict. 
Marston was pressed for more details and even offered a witness protection for her cooperation, but she gave no further information. Only a final statement, promising that if she were to turn up dead, it would be Drew who was responsible. She's covering her tracks. Yikes. Detectives from Fall River Major Crimes Division would remain in contact with Karen Marsden in the weeks that followed, hoping to learn more about the Fall River cult, as this motley group of pimp and prostitute practitioners of the black arts came to be known. That's a sentence. Yep. Molly group of pimp and prostitute practitioners of the black arts. Dars, what do you think so far? Sounds sounds like like an online degree program. Yep. That Snape could never be the professor of as hard as he tried. Listeners, if you you went to ITT Tech right in, I'd love to know. How does that, how do you... How do you go to a co- how is that a real college? Is it real? I don't know if it's, it's real. It's actually the most popular degree uh at the at Roxy University. Is ITT Tech? No, no, no. Uh Pimp and Prostitute Practitioners of the Black Arts. Oh, oh, okay. That makes go sense. Go Sandpipers. Yeah, go Sandpipers. Uh we're going to beat those uh the the South Bend varmints. Ugh, I hate the varmints. They always play cheap. <laughs> Have all the money. Yeah, the, over there, their, <laughs> those varmints in their ivory towers. <laughs> Looking down at me. I am a... This literally feels like a true detective Yeah, like season. Um, it's very sad. Yes. Especially oh, yes. the ages of all of the people involved here. Yes. Uh, at 17, I was like, I'm going to go pick up a snow cone. And they're like living way different lives. Yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, I never got snow cones, but I, I bet it was cool. Yeah, it was. You weren't invited, so, like, <laughs> so, but like, yeah, me and like popular kids would go and get snow cones, which is the popular thing to do. We called them bro cones. <laughs> I wasn't part of the bro cones. You weren't. No, the bro cones. It was me, uh, Vinegar Pigger. Ooh. Uh, uh yeah. Vinny P was there. Uh, Dante, Dante, Dante. Yo, Dante, Dante, Dante. I think he plays for the Sandpipers now, or he's on like practice squad. D cubed? He might be. D I think him and Vinny P went from because they were D one athletes. Always on their grind. And I was the guy. They were always on their grind. One hundred, one hundred. Smoke out the nose Sheesh. emoji. And I remember Built that different. they were she. <laughs> What are you talking about? Where are we? Darce, give me your true detective, creepy Matthew McConaughey theory about, do you think Carl Drew did it? Um, do we have, is there going to be any kind of closure at the end of this? Like, are you going to be like, I'll tell you. You'll have eventually. to, you'll or, have to wait and see. Are, you have to wait and see, listeners. Ooh, Cliffy, Cliffy Hanging. Cliff, oh, Cliff Hang, Cliff Hangington was oh, in the co- Cliff was there. He told me he was busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he didn't he want to hurt your feelings. But, I uh, was an idiot getting ice yeah. cream alone, and you were off getting snow cones <laughs> with the bro cones. Yeah, yeah. Snow cones at brocones.org. Uh, please donate. It's a great charity that we're running. It's a t-shirt. It's you and a bunch of dudes just getting snow cones, and me like way <laughs> off in the corner alone just eating ice snow cream cones with like, a melted ice cream. You're just on... The- <laughs> No, you're on the back yeah. of the shirt eating ice cream alone on a stoop, and the front of the shirt is all of us yeah, hanging out just, talking to really hot yeah. people. Ice cream's just melting <laughs> off the cone. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Carl, I mean, I don't know. It's tough because the 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 person saying this is not a uh, necessarily primary trustworthy source. There's no evidence 
apparently. So it's just one drug addict's word versus another drug addict's word. So I don't, I mean. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to remember the, uh, the nature of the murder here. It was like. Yeah. Insane. Like. Apparently it was. Yeah. It's ritualistic. A bad, bad. Yeah. And they said it was multiple people probably, right? The coroner was like, it's probably not just one guy named Yeah, Carl. but no one ever ends up listening to the coroner in any of these situations. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I feel like cops That's hear true. from coroners and they're like, all right, yeah, get out of my face. <laughs> they're like, yeah, whatever, science nerd. <laughs> you eat sandwiches next to the body or is that real? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. Well, Dust, I think we're going to leave it on a cliffhanger here. So we got plenty more right, to so talk So we're going to have a, this is the end of part, this is a part, this is a multi-parter. The Fall River, the fall river Colts, Finty, Finty 03, you know who you are, Liz. Finty having a day. Giving us a two party. So be sure to be sure to tune in next week when we talk about the rest of this story, which again I don't know. And about yet. if people are interested, so, uh, this would be a spoiler for next week. But there is a documentary that's supposed to be very good on the Fall River cult ooh, that it just came out this year. Nice. It got really good reviews. Oh, it just came out. Nice. Yeah. I'm into it. I think it's just called it's just- Fall River. Which is a, actually a sick name if you don't know what Fall River is. Yeah, it it does sound like like a, a horror movie town name. Yeah, it's a doc because uh, it, it basically is. It's basically Fall River. So Blumhouse made it. Ooh, and they if you don't know who Blumhouse is, they make probably most of the scary movies you've seen in the past like five to ten years. Yeah, if they're good ones, they probably made them. So make sure to check in next week. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We're we're hitting the the cliffhanger. Hit the, the part one. Button. Make sure to you know check out check out the socials. Leave a comment being like, "Hey, I think it was." I don't. I guess we don't really have any other suspects yet, but do that. And then uh, it could have been you. And uh, make sure to check out the Patreon website, all that, all that jazz, guys. You know how it you know works. All the jazz. Keep the show ad free with a Patreon. You got Charlie Bird. Yeah, I mean, besides that, uh, have a have a good Monday. Have a good guys. Monday, boy, boy.